welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. You know, we are uh, becoming thinner on this team. You know, it's just me and Dr. Marissa. Hooray! Hey! hey. Uh, Dr. Nick's away on vacation, enjoying the wildlife, and uh, Dr. Seth is still on training leave, enjoying that the, the quality time. So, uh, Dr. Marissa, you are our shoulder guru nowadays. <laughs> She's laughing, guys, because uh, she has just somehow acquired uh, more specialty within the shoulder world. So, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> today's podcast was gonna is going to be on the shoulder and just generally, you know, uh, what about the shoulder makes it so prone to injury? You know, how can we resolve shoulder pain and what is it, why, and how to treat it? So Dr. Marissa, give us some, give us some good content. What, what, why are they so prone to injury and, and what, what is the rotary cup or the (laughs) (laughs) rotator cuff? Tell me, tell me more. What do you have? Yeah, sure. So, I like to think of the shoulder as kind of like a golf ball on a tee, right? And so generally it's not going to be super stable unless you have a bunch of extra tissue surrounding that that kind of help out with that. Um, And you also want to like remember that the hip is very similar to the shoulder, but the hip has a much deeper tee if you want to think of it like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the hip gives you a ton of a ton of range of motion just like the shoulder but it doesn't give you as much and so when you think about the shoulder like going almost 360 degrees in a circle um that that it's ball's gonna fall off the tee sometimes um and that's what you don't want to happen so that's where we think about the rotator cuff uh, right not the rotor cup not the rotary <laughs> cuff uh it is your rotator cuff and the cuff is four muscles Four muscles that are kind of coming in on either side of the your upper arm bone. Um, and those kind of help center the ball on the tee. And not only center it while you're just sitting, but keep it centered when you're moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of demand on those little tiny muscles. And sometimes we ask a little bit too much of the shoulder, whether it's range or whether it's um, strength. And it just doesn't have that. And that's how we sometimes get injured. What percentage do you think of your your clientele or even just within sports performance what how what percent of people come in with shoulder injuries yeah if i were to put like shoulder neck and upper back kind of all together like Mm. neck neck Mm. where it inserts into the shoulder a little bit Mm -hmm. um 50 percent i think so yeah Yeah, i'd say so i'd say number one we probably see low back probably the most and maybe Mm -hmm. shoulder and then maybe knee ish Mm -hmm. so it's very prevalent and and we definitely see it very very often so and there's different types of shoulders shoulder injuries right so um there's there's one that's called instability right so define that describe that sure so instability um can happen for a couple of different reasons. And and the first one that people don't really think about too much um, is just the muscles aren't coordinated enough to keep Mm -hmm. that ball on the tee, right? So that one's kind of pretty easy to deal with. But other causes of shoulder instability would be something like if you've ever dislocated your shoulder and maybe Mm -hmm. it had a little bit of a a tear in there, something that we call your labrum, um, sometimes that can result in a little bit of shoulder instability as well. And some people can just have a little bit of a degenerative tear, um, Mm. and they just develop that instability over time. 
So then the opposite, so say for instance, shoulder instability is, we call it loosey-goosey, right? Loosey-goosey, yeah, that, that, hypermobility, Yeah, for the sure. person who can just kind of put their hands together and go like all the way around their body and, and back and, and, <laughs> and we see the contortionist, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. But then there's, there's the opposite, you know, there's shoulder tightness, the people mm-hmm. who are just restricted and they have a hard time putting their hands over their head without really forcing it. Yeah. So... So we talked about the instability. What about mm-hmm. tightness? What what causes a shoulder to be tight? What would yeah. you say? Um, and so before I get in that to that, the I want to talk about like the sensation of tightness versus Ooh. actual range of motion tight. Right. So you can have people that are super loosey goosey, but they feel really tight okay. when they go overhead. And I feel like a lot of that is just kind of your your body's way of of protecting you from those extreme ranges of motion. So on one hand, you could feel tight because you're unstable on Uh, the other hand if you're tight because you're in whether you're in static postures all day or if you have a lot of muscle bulk in your like in your chest muscles or in your shoulder muscles sometimes that can create uh, more of an actual tightness where you can't actually get your shoulders fully over your head how do you differentiate these two yeah so what we look at a lot of the time is is first can you achieve that that range of motion? Can your elbow get all the way up to where your ear is if you're trying to reach overhead? And can it do that without a compensation like arching your upper back to try to get that shoulder overhead? Hmm. Um, so that would be if you're if you're unable to even get your arm your elbow up to your ear, then that's probably more of a tightness that's going on. Hmm. Versus if you've still got if you've got that range and you still feel tight, you know maybe you're not actually tight, but that sensation is just trying to protect you. Hmm. No. And do you, I mean, what do you see more common? I would see, I think actual range limitations are a little bit more common for what I'm seeing. Okay. Yeah. And do you treat them differently? I mean, are there a lot of different homeworks that, that you give? A little bit, but, but a lot of them are all about developing more control in the range that you're trying to reach. And okay. so for the loosey-goosey people, we're working on a lot of strengthening in those end ranges. Got it. Um, but for the tight people, we're also working on strengthening at their own end range, wherever that is. And then they can slowly loosen up there. But if you've got actual tightness going on, we might try to loosen up other structures as well. So a little bit more of like a trigger point type release, a little bit more heavy, heavy manual therapy compared to the loose people who need some more stability. So going on to the people who may be, I guess both, right? So instability versus like a stiff shoulder. Yeah. Are there positional change? Like sometimes those compensations, whether it's the, the, the socket is too loose or it's too stiff. Mm -hmm. Those can Technically, both cause pain, right? We, yeah, we know absolutely. that. So can can positional changes work for changing these shoulder pains? So like somebody who's loosey-goosey or somebody's stiff, yeah. if they're in uh, that forward position when or they're slouched when yeah. they work or they're uh-huh. typing, can those positional changes cause pain? And then can you alter that to decrease pain? Yeah, so Absolutely. Um, the, you can change two things. You can change your spinal position and you can change your, uh, your scapular position or the position of your shoulder blade. So if we talk about the spinal position first, like if you, if you're sitting right now and you're listening to us and you try to like really slouch your shoulders down, slouch your upper back and try to reach overhead, you're going to realize that you can't reach as far overhead as you might be able to if you had like pulled your shoulders back opened up your spine and then tried to reach overhead. And so that's the first thing that we can change is your spine position. 
And so is that pretty easy to do? Do you feel like, I mean, is, is that like a one time a day or how do you? Yeah. And that's, it's, it's easy to do once, but it's also easy to fall back into the pattern um, of, if, of if you're sitting all day and you're kind of still hunched over. Um, you're going to want to be paying attention more often or more frequently to how you're sitting and what position your spine is in. Um, so I say like that any, for anybody who's sitting at, sitting at a desk or sitting or doing anything mm. all day, um, I say at least once every half an hour to mm. just pull yourself out of whatever position you're in, even if it's for like 10 seconds, just kind of roll your shoulders back, arch your upper back out of the way and keep moving. Right. I mean, I think it's something so small that can go so, small. so far. Right. Helps a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. So. <clears throat> let's talk about the people with shoulder pain and they have tightness or instability. Mm-hmm. What things uh, would you say that, uh, that they, they can do to change their training regimen or modifications to correct that? Yeah. So the number one advice that I like to give people that are dealing with either instability or like shoulder tightness um, is to add a little bit more pulling into their training sessions. All right. Whether that's like cable rows, whether that's dumbbell rows, any sort of pulling um, is going to activate those upper back muscles that are also important for for your posture. Um, So anything you can do to improve the endurance of your upper back um, is going to help you if if you're in that position where you're um, either too unstable or too tight. Now, I mean, do they have to be dramatic changes? Can they, are there simple cues? I mean, small things, like you said, the rows, does it have to be Mm -hmm. something heavy or light or can it be really basic, fundamental, just general movements? Really pretty basic. Um, If you, let's say you, you go to the gym three times a week. If you add in a couple of rowing exercises Mm -hmm. one day per week for Mm -hmm. like 10 minutes, go ahead. Be easy. Yeah, that'd that'd be really easy. I've heard of these things called foam rollers. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, can you foam roll a shoulder? (laughs) Like most people think, oh, their legs and they hate it so good. (laughs) Right, of course. Can you foam roll like a shoulder or how do do you use that? Yeah, how do we use that? So kind of. And I say kind of because you can foam roll into your lats, okay. right? So if you're laying on your side and your arms up overhead, you can lay down and kind of crush that lat and get it to loosen up a little bit. So but, for those, you know, you guys are on a podcast, obviously, but it's kind yeah. of like if you imagine yourself putting on deodorant, hand overhead. Yeah, and, hand and overhead. Hand overhead sure. and then just lie on that same side. So that, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, it doesn't, exactly. doesn't sound too pleasant, but yeah. Right, yeah. But you don't want to get that foam roller like on your actual shoulder, like up on your upper arm or like your, your delt, because that wouldn't be super comfortable. But the other thing, and the, I almost think it's a little bit more important than rolling your lats, mm. is using a foam roller to work on the ability of your upper back to arch backward, right? So when we Mm. think of somebody arching their back, we see just like this huge low back arch, right? And that's not really what we're trying to target here. We're trying to get the upper back to be able to move backward independently from the low back. Mm. Um, And so that's where you see people kind of laying on their back on the foam roller. Like if you're lying perpendicular Mm -hmm. to the foam roller and you're just kind of stretching your upper back over the top of that roller. Okay. So it, it can help. It can, it can definitely help. Yep. Okay. And does that need to be done daily, one time a month? What, I mean, what did you say? Now, I don't know if you'd get too much benefit of one time a month, but um, I would say, yeah, if you've got time in the morning when you wake up or you, you get home from work at the end of the day and you've got time to just knock out 10 little, 10 little extensions over the foam roller, mm-hmm. go ahead. But also, I would say definitely before if you're training, mm-hmm. um, if you're doing shoulders that day. Okay. Um, 
So, and and that's great because I I think that everyone, we all want to know what is the least amount I can do for the most amount (laughs) of benefit. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that because everybody doesn't have time for that. Nobody (laughs) has time. So, uh, okay. So last question. I mean, it's, it's everything that people want to know, right? So what are, what are things that that people can add into just their general, like daily life or work day to kind of help manage shoulder pain what are mm-hmm. what are some things that kind of some golden nuggets what do you golden nuggets. what do you think okay. yeah um i'm gonna say the first one is just gonna be what i call a slouch overcorrect movement oh that and sounds you, complicated it's what do you got? not complicated at all okay. chris it's, it's easy okay. so all you really have to do mm-hmm. is you're just gonna take your position which is probably already slou- already slouched so right? when sitting when you're sitting okay. yeah you've been sitting for a little bit and you're already slouched over you're gonna slouch down and then you're gonna roll your shoulders back and like like we were talking about we're gonna arch through only the upper back okay right? so is it is that you are you doing like the complete opposite of a slouch are you the like going complete oh, opposite of a okay. slouch yeah so you're slouching you're over correcting it so you're going into like an excessive non-slouch okay. so not so, just straight up and down so for those more. of you driving right now and yeah. listening to this podcast yeah. please be careful drive safely <laughs> yeah. and and if you're sitting then this is something that you should be doing literally as we speak right now so yeah slouch and then do the opposite slouch, slouch and then opposite. overcorrect that slouch okay like, so that's get, super get simple that. just knock out 10 of them it takes yeah. 10 seconds easy okay so that's easy so then that's something but and i get this question often i mean mm-hmm. why why would that even affect the shoulder because you're all your some people have asked Ooh, yeah. hey, i'm just moving through my back like why does that even help my shoulder like briefly yeah. what would you say how do you sure. how does that... i would say briefly that because everything is connected uh-huh. um you have to have upper back mobility to mm. be able to get your shoulder into its full range okay. and so when you're when you're using your upper back muscles to do something like a slouch and overcorrect you're also giving those muscles that are controlling your shoulder a Mm. little bit of extra blood flow, right? And if they've not been used for a while, like you've been sitting for like an hour, those muscles in the back are probably going to feel a little bit tight. They're going to feel like your shoulder pain might act up a little bit. Um, But if you give them a little bit of blood flow, a little bit of nutrients, they might feel a little bit better. That's a good thing. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's perfect. And so, you know, this is great because uh, we are developing more and more shoulder content for our clients and and there's really, really good stuff coming in the the future with Dr. Marissa and and things that she's putting out because she is a shoulder guru at this point. So, (laughs) Dr. Marissa, thank you so much for your content and and your support because I think a lot of clients could benefit from this, especially you that that I, I see you right now we're looking through this podcast we see you slouching fix it yeah exactly overcorrect get back (laughs) we're doing it as we speak so guys uh thank you for tuning in to these sports performance podcasts and uh we hope that your uh pain aches and pains are going away with some of these podcasts so we hope you enjoy and feel free to email us at team t-e-a-m sp at sportsperformancept.com for any future content we appreciate you guys listening take care thanks a lot guys